You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 442 of Podcateers. This week we talk about a TikToker that found a real life Disney treasure. Magic Happens gets a return date. We might soon see a new character flying over the castle during fireworks. The Indiana Jones trailer drops and the attraction announces a closure for refurb. We talk about how well Strange World did in the box office and we talk about the new update for Disney Dreamlight Valley, which changes how we feel about the game and whether we recommend it. We'd love for you to join the conversation over on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we would love for you to join us over on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so it is time to get the ball rolling on this episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. But of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 442 of Podcateers. Let me ask you each a question. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's suppose... Well, actually, before... Do either have an attic or a basement or anything like that no no i mean i there's there's a space between the ceiling and the roof but but that's just like for air ducts and stuff right exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's fine so i don't have those either but let's suppose for the sake of argument that you lived in a home Uh that or let's say that you're cleaning out like a relative's home Mm -hmm. and you happen to be going through like their attic and all of a sudden you find all of these treasures mm-hmm. of Disneyland, mm-hmm. uh, like memorabilia from like the 80s, late 70s, 80s, uh, early 90s from when they worked at Disneyland. I'm talking pins, pennants, um, marketing materials, old ticket books, you know, just because the person in question happened to work in the Disney marketing department. And all of these items are in pristine condition. They're all well kept. There's even manuals on how to train new cast members. How would you feel if you found all of this? I'd feel lied to because well, how did I not know I had this relative? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. Or, wh- or, or what their so let's job say was. That you knew. <laughs> About the relative. Okay. Let's say you knew about them. Let's say you okay. knew about their time at the park, but knew nothing about all of these treasures that were hidden in the attic. Like, it's just something that they accumulated over time while they worked for the company, but now you're helping them clean out, you know, the attic and stuff. And so you find all of these treasures. How would you feel 
knowing you found all of this stuff? So the only thing I could describe this is let's go back to Aladdin. Let's go back to where Aladdin and Abu are going into the Cave of Wonders. And Abu is like, oh my gosh, there's that red shiny gem. It's right there. <laughs> like, that would be me. <clears throat> I would be like, oh my yeah. God, all these relics. I would probably yeah. go crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. And then it all comes crashing down. He's like, yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> because I touched something. Treasure. <laughs> and something broke because I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did it now. You did yep. it, Melissa. Uh, but yeah, that it would. Uh, I don't know how I'd feel. I'd be like, uh, so wh- I'm in your will, right? <laughs> how how much for this box? Can I just take this? Um, I will proudly display the um, random manuals and and things. Uh, it would make me very happy. But yeah, it would I I don't know how to feel, but what is the reason you bring this up, Hazen? To quote Elise Meyer, great question, I would love to tell you. So I was on TikTok as you do at 3 a.m. when you can't sleep. And I saw a video from a user named Jessie Lynn Davis, and this is exactly what happened to her. She was cleaning out the attic of her grandfather's home. And she happened to see, like, all this merchandise from the time that he used to work at Disney. Like, she knew that he worked at Disney. Uh, She just didn't know that all of this stuff existed, right? There's boxes and boxes and boxes of, like, pristine condition items. Like, pennants, invites, old ticket books. Mm -hmm. There's, um, there was, like, an old manual on how to train cast members. There's, uh, like, all sorts of goodies, And I didn't know how to feel exactly about this because there's a part of me that like would want to get everything evaluated Mm -hmm. just to see what it could possibly be worth. But then there's a part of me that wants to put it all on display. Right. Mm -hmm. And just have it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, like those things are so hard to come by, you know, like you can go to auctions that Van Eaton Gallery has and like we went to the one in in like Sherman Oaks or something, right, Mel? Correct. Um, mm-hmm. So that's from Disneyland. So we saw Richard Kraft's collection, you know, when it was for sale, like that type of stuff in great condition is really hard to come by. You know, it goes from person to person. A lot of the stuff that these collectors had is because at one point nobody had the foresight to see or think like, oh, this is going to be worth a lot of money. And so they just say, toss it, it's trash. And so somebody that worked on it possibly said, oh, I'm going to keep this. You know, I worked really hard on it. And so that's how things get passed down. You know, they go uh, up for sale at estate sales, up for uh, for auction. But there isn't a lot of merchandise from that time that's like sealed or in this like mint condition, oh, yeah. so to speak. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, I will post the link on Discord for you to check it out. But man, it's, listen, this is a treasure trove. Like I get what you're saying, Mel, the whole Abu, like walking into the Cave of Wonders, like eyeballs on the gems, finding the infinity gauntlet inside the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> like. <laughs> yep. Like it's it's there, right? Like I don't know. 
I freaked out for her. I don't think she understands like how precious a lot of the stuff that she has is to Disney collectors. And I just hope that somebody doesn't try to con her out of the stuff that she has because she doesn't know enough about it. That's the impression that I got from the video that she just doesn't really understand what she has on her hands. And like I've said before, collecting is worth whatever whatever the collector wants to pay for it. Right. You know, I collect tons of playing cards and there are some decks of cards that some people are willing to pay up to $2,000 for them because that's how badly they want them in their collection. Disney stuff is no different. You know, you might meet somebody that will see an old ticket book and they'll say, wow, that's worth a couple thousand to me. But there's others that will see that same ticket book and see pieces of paper and say, oh, that's a really cool piece of memorabilia, but I'll give you 50 bucks for it. Right. They're not trying to shortchange you. That's just what they're willing to pay for that piece of paper. Right. So, again, I hope she finds somebody that can help her evaluate like a ballpark figure of how much this is worth. Because, man, <laughs> I saw some of this stuff and I was like, whoo, it, it's, it's like hitting the lottery almost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Disney lottery that you're hitting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this video and, you know, depending on, she had like basically brand new ticket books in there. And depending on what year they're from and et cetera, those can go for a lot of money just, you know, because of their ticket books. That's what that's kind of like one of the big collectible things with the e-ticket, you know, everything in there. So I'm hoping that she does some more videos, you know, she should uh, get in contact with the Walt Disney Archives or the, the yeah, the Disney Archives um and see if they are interested in, in looking at these things, especially because they they could have some history for the company. They could have she could have stuff that the company doesn't even have, depending on how this stuff ended up. I would assume they you know, the later stuff maybe, but that might you know, that's probably a good place to start or there's I'm sure there's other places to go. Okay, call Richard Kraft. You'll probably know somebody. <laughs> right? <laughs> call John Stamos. <laughs> yeah, Stamos. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, he was art director. That's what it was. Like I was like going over that in my head. Um, he didn't work in the marketing department. He was an art director. But, yeah, I I didn't even think about what you were saying right now, that she should get in contact with Disney because of the fact that they threw so many things away, they may not have this in the archive, you know? So, I mean, as an art director, I'm sure that he had access to like unpublished items, like demos, drafts of things. Like, like think of how much drafts of early Imagineering like concepts go, like sketches of attractions or, you know, all that stuff. Like I just, Oh, I'm telling you, it's just it. It's a treasure trove. It was a great video. I'll post it on Discord for you to check it out. But mm, mm-hmm. so good, really great stuff. Yeah. But anybody out there that's uh, uh, worked at Disneyland in the you know, hey Tony Baxter, uh, do you want to adopt a couple podcasters and then uh, 
share your collection. That that's like kind of the 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 like that that's the the what I want to say the <laughs> I lost what I want to think. That's like that's a big Kahuna. That's that's the like big one. You got Tony Baxter's collection. That's gonna be something to write home about for sure. <laughs> so anybody or a contemporary of Tony Baxter, you know, any any Imagineer. Uh, you you want to uh, adopt a couple podcasters and put us in your will? We'll be uh, forever grateful. Or if you need a little spring cleaning, you know, you just need a little bit of help. Yeah, we'll help. Everyday Let's cleaning. No, we'll help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not limited to Tony Baxter either. Yeah, any any. You know, Tony, Tom Morris, Eddie Soto, like anyone that just happens to need the services of podcasters cleaning. Mm-hmm. Podcasters, imagineering, um, imagineering you know, we'll, we'll organization, and uh, cleaning crew. <laughs> does does this uh, concept art spark joy? If not, it goes into the private the other pile. collection. <laughs> yes, the Podcasteer collection. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, there's a handful of things that we wanted to touch on in this episode. But this was just one of those random finds that just mm-hmm. makes you feel good. You know, it's like that's Disney magic at its finest right there. But yeah, there's some stuff in the park that's going on that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we wanted to touch on Strange Worlds opening again. But uh, the biggest thing that we wanted to talk about was the changes to Disney Dreamlight Valley because these are good changes. So we want to talk about that. So that's coming up a little bit later, but let's talk about the parks a little bit. Uh, magic happens. We have a return date. Does it? it yeah. happens all the time, man. Oh. <laughs> it looks like it's coming back on February 24th, 2023. That seems yeah. really close to the date that you originally speculated, Andrew. Yeah, you know what? It it just kind of makes sense where it, you know, it falls when we were talking about it before. It's after the holidays, after they kind of get everything taken down and, and, you know, mansion will be, should be back up by then and, you know, kind of getting back into the swing of things after the holidays. So that, that should give them time to, um, you know, once the holiday, you know, the Christmas parade, Christmas fantasy parade is done, they have to, you know, they'll truck that back to whatever warehouse that that lives in and then truck the magic happens stuff over. And then they have to have some, time to rehearse in the actual park doing it along the parade route um so that that's probably you know about a month of rehearsal depending on on how that all shakes out so yeah i pretty good guess on my part uh just kind of based on uh what i heard and uh but it's mostly just kind of like speculating on how it how calendars work and things how how the parks seem to work so uh yeah I, I it's exciting to uh come back because i haven't seen it yet so <laughs> uh hopefully i'll be able to go and see it after it returns um because i i know nothing of this parade other than it's existed in uh Todrick hall's part of it and i don't think it. any that's of us have seen it right nope nope yeah <laughs> i mean it opened like end of february 
uh, like last day of February, something like that. And then three days later, it closed because of the pandemic. So uh, my wife and kids saw it and she recorded it and she said, hey, here, you know, watch this. <laughs> it's a great recording. But to this day, I still haven't seen the parade because I want to see it in person. Um, but yeah, the bad thing is that the parade comes back after uh, our passes expire. And uh, given the fact that we just don't know what's going to happen with them, what the prices are going to be, if they're going to continue them or anything like that, as it stands right now, it looks like we may not be renewing. Uh, You know, there's been these like windows and pockets where you've been able to renew certain passes at times, but it's kind of up in the air. I don't know what Bob Iger's going to do yet for the passes. And so mm-hmm. because it's kind of still like up in the air, we just don't know where we stand or if it's if, if even going to be an option for us to renew. So um, we'll see, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll kind of wait and see what happens and then I'll let you know in a few months, you know, what, what's going to happen with our passes. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But mm-hmm. honestly, though, I mean, I've thought about this before. If we didn't have the opportunity to renew and if we just went on a day that like tickets were on the lower side, even if we went a couple times a month, it would still be less expensive than paying for a monthly pass. And it, because we're not going like four or five, six times a month anymore like we used to, it might still be okay. Like we could just theoretically pay for tickets once or twice a month and still get to enjoy the parks. Um, obviously, we're not going to get AP discounts or sorry, Magic Key discounts or anything like that. But I mean, like you said... Only time will tell. Uh, let's see. We're getting really close to the 100-year celebration of the company. And one of the new fireworks shows that we know is coming to Disneyland is Wondrous Journeys. This was the very folksy song that we posted on Discord. It debuted at the D23 Expo. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because... There's possibly a really cool new addition that's coming to the parks as part of this fireworks show. Mel, you sent us a picture in our text thread of this character. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you saw in this post? Sure. So basically, um, there was a post that was on Reddit. There's a picture. Now, I'm going to try to describe the photo and the location. If you're on Big Thunder... Um, I believe it's the, the main lift before the goat. So as you're mm-hmm. going up, you get to see like different vantage points in the park. So if you were to look to your right towards the castle, there's like some trees and stuff, right? Okay. So there is like a little area. There's probably like a little building. And I don't want to spoil the magic, but let's just say our favorite characters come out of that area. 
or they take a break between fireworks. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, how do I state this without stating? You're being nice. <laughs> I just want to say it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> launch pad. <laughs> okay, we'll just say it. We'll say it. It's the launch pad. It's the Dumbo launch pad. <laughs> so in this photo, there is a character with red armor. Big character, red armor. Where have we seen this before? Iron Man. Hulkbuster. <laughs> True. <laughs> that too. But you know what? Good guesses because it does have to do with Marvel. And, oh, you know, okay. sometimes we don't think, oh, yeah, we kind of forget. Red, this is a Marvel character. Red armor Marvel. And this Deadpool. person looks yes, like definitely. a marshmallow. Mm, oh, Deadpool doesn't look like a marshmallow. Uh, marshmallow. <laughs> Homer as Deadpool. We did this already. We did. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, red armor. Oh, uh, I don't know. Who? Baymax. Yes. Baymax in his red armor being lifted. But, I mean, you, it's not happening. But this person took a photo, and it's you can't deny it. You really can't. And I sent you guys a picture because I thought it was from a float. Mm-hmm. And this is from, it's very similar to um, the Baymax float in Tokyo Disneyland's um, Dreaming Up Parade. So I thought it was like, oh, okay, I wouldn't, I don't mind if this came from another park. It's Baymax. I don't care. I think it's awesome. There's no word of like where exactly that he comes into play during the fireworks, but to see this clip or see this picture, it's just, it's so cool. It's really, really cool. And if you're lucky while going up on that lift, you'll see things like that during fireworks. So keep an eye out, look to your right before you see the goats and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, it, mm-hmm. if this turns out to be true, it could have been that they were testing Baymax on the wire uh, for the fireworks show. And mm-hmm. Mel didn't want to ruin the magic on this one, but I'm okay nope. with it on this. <laughs> uh, like Andrew said, it's the launch pad for Tinkerbell, Dumbo, basically zero, like anything that comes on that line Nemo. Uh, during the fireworks show. This is basically the launch pad. So the fact that. Baymax is attached to that wire, it does look like they were possibly testing you know, him for the show. Uh, it is a tie-in, obviously, because San Francisco is a new area that's coming to California Adventure, so it does make sense that they're adding like a Baymax section or they're adding a Big Hero 6 section to help promote that. But it's just cool to see Baymax like, like suspended from the wire and... Um, but I will never get tired of saying, show me the dragon when it comes to Baymax. Uh, for those of you have not have not had an opportunity to read the comic book, uh, Baymax in the comics turns into a dragon. And it's awesome. <laughs> so if we ever got Baymax in dragon form, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Pokeball time. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Please don't throw um, <laughs> Pokeballs at the castle. <laughs> I'm looking this yes. up. I mean, I meant that figuratively, you know, but... Oh. It's like a big green dragon. It's awesome, dude. So I'm assuming... 
we got to assume that this is for the wondrous journeys Journeys or something. Yeah. The Disney 100 fireworks show. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what if wondrous journeys is the like if journey is the whole theme. I'm guessing it is, but who knows? The fireworks usually start with a theme, and then it's like, all right, and now here's some movies, and we're just going to sing about a movie (laughs) for a bit. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, most movies have a journey of some sort, Uh, so who knows? I want any other ideas on what what would you want to see in this? What journeys would you want to see in Wondrous Journeys? Uh, nighttime spectacular sponsored by Honda. Is it sponsored <laughs> by Honda? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. It usually is. I don't know. I mean, I would think it's sponsored by Sylvania. They were. It's. A, I don't even know if they have a Disney sponsorship right now. Because I don't think they're on. It's a small world right now. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a sponsor. I mean, I haven't been there or paid attention. You know, when I last went, but there's a lot of photos that people post online and i haven't seen like a sponsor or anything like that so were you asking us yes i'm asking uh, or was it like a question you were directing out to the audience uh uh por que no lost dose okay all right <laughs> fair enough all right uh Mel, do you, wanna... right? you know that commercial <laughs> the tacos yeah <laughs> mel do you want to um, go first you know i'm just gonna i'll i'll go first because I don't know what the direction this show is going, but if we're going to have anything flying, I would love to see. And before I say this, yes, I understand. We see this in Fantasmic. I want to see Maleficent fly. <gasps> yeah. That would be awesome. And then just land on the castle and then blow fire. <laughs> just fire. Yeah. This is a hard one because there's so many things that I feel like I would want to see fly over the castle but i also feel that like disney like the company doesn't give those products like the credit they deserve or like you know the love it deserves but it if they came to me and they said hey what do you want to see fly over the castle i would want to see either the the moon wind as it appears in Soul, just because it's like so colorful, it's like it's this beautiful ship, like flying over the night sky, like this neon ship, mm. psychedelic looking, like pirate yeah. ship looking thing. <laughs> I think that would be super awesome over the castle. But if, like, honestly, if, like, it's it probably, like, I don't know. I, I love the film and we've been talking about it so much recently like i had to revisit it but since we've been talking about strange world and all that stuff but i would like to see the rls legacy from treasure planet flying over the castle i i still to this day don't think that the film gets enough love from disney but like i know we talk a lot about tron like coming to tomorrowland but hey there's another property that we can like throw into there and that's treasure planet i think it would fit really well so you know if we want to throw it in there eh, i like that i'm I'm for it yeah (laughs) i I didn't have an idea when i started this uh uh, topic so (laughs) 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 who knows i mean my original idea was you know um 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that would fit and even like just speculations. But what I would want, you know, I always want Roger Rabbit, but the, it doesn't really make sense just a Roger Rabbit flying over the, <laughs> over the castle. You know, that doesn't make too much sense. Um, so um, let's see. What's a good flying thing? Um, who flies? I don't know. Uh, Peter Pan. No, that's not my answer. That's a bad answer. Peter Pan's a bad answer. I mean, Peter Pan can fly over the thing. I don't know. The mighty Acron, <laughs> the Akron from Avatar. <laughs> That's no. a Disney property you now. Lost me. They can put. They can put. <laughs> you said Avatar, can, and I just <laughs> shut down. I'm done. <laughs> they could. They could put a. Oh, what's a thing I like? I let me here. Hold on. Let me look at. Let me look at this shelf of stuff that I got and see if I have any. Chitty chitty like. bang bang. How about? Indiana Jones in that blimp, and then, and then, <laughs> and then he's dangling some Nazis over, and they fall out of the blimp. There you go. Okay. And you see him, and he goes, no ticket. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I, <laughs> my, I have shelves, and the shelves have Haunted Mansion, Roger Rabbit, and Indiana Jones, and then Miscellany. I don't think we want uh, Frasier and Niles. uh <laughs> <laughs> flying over the castle, so I have bad ideas. You know what, though? How about the Muppets <laughs> in a big flying contraption? Oh, dude. Oh. Oh, that would be so amazing. Gonzo going across? <laughs> just like. Hot air balloon. It like, just looks something. like a hot air balloon. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, that would be so good. There we go. I finally came to a good idea. I started in a weird spot, but. We I love it. I'm on board. Good. So while you were thinking about that. I was thinking about like other things that are flying, and so I'm thinking like, ah, uh, like maybe those little UFOs from the Mater Tales, or when Galaxy's Edge opened. If you remember, they did like the the Tie Fighters like flying over, like that would be cool. Um, and then I thought, wait, if this is like a celebration of the last hundred years, why don't they just put like one of the old school gondolas back in the air. Just one gondola. Disney going World has the Skyliner. <laughs> we don't have them at Disneyland. But if yeah. it just had a gondola flying like up in the air, like people they should would just do. Lose you know it. what? This, this is our my pitch for the fireworks show. Now is each they'll do like a section, like it's decades, and they just do from you know 1923 to you know 2023 they do you know you got 10 decades and that's each section and they have a different fly thing for each section so like like the earlys it's like mickey in a biplane or something yeah and then you know oh. i don't know the in in with like, minnie and her the biplane yeah yes from plane crazy <laughs> yeah yep. and then you can get like in the 60s you get like mary poppins is flying over like the the you know castle there's all you know there there are things now that i'm I'm remembering everything now that flies <laughs> so i think 10 flying things um should be the the new uh standard yeah we need 10 per show mm -hmm. it's easy maybe peasy. they just you need to totally show yeah. that's nothing yeah. but flying things <laughs> just a bed knobs the broomsticks the bed yeah. just is flying just the all the flying vehicles all the fine. Uh, you know what? You could supplement see. it yeah. with some drones in the background. You got yourself a good night show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have Iron Man. Like, 
all sorts of stuff. Vehicle, the, not person. For, for the early two thousands, <laughs> like you can do. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what else flies. I uh, still want to go back to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be around but as the well. The problem is, I, I don't think Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a Disney movie. <laughs> what? No, but I don't think it is. I think Dick Van Dyke's in it, but it is not. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. <gasps> Production I have, companies. I am concerned because there's Warfield many... Productions dramatic features distributed by United Artists. Yo, get out. I always thought it was a Disney film. This is a topic because there's a lot of stuff in there that reminisces like well, uh, that's, Robin that's... Hood and all these things. So it's like. Yeah. Chitty huh? Chitty Bang Bang is kind of, you know, a mashup of like. It's got that bed knobs and broomsticks thing, I think, is where that gets confused, too. And it's got Dick Van Dyke in it, and it's in the same era as Mary Poppins. So that's, I think, where a lot of confusion I'm gonna is. I'm going to back out. Like, Dude, this is crazy. <laughs> I got that wrong. <laughs> also, Dick Van Dyke plays a character named Cactus. Uh, or what is, that? what is this name? I'm trying to read this. Caraticus Potts. That's a name. Wow. I just got learned. Talk about a topic for Quizneyland. Did you know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang so no is Chitty not right? Disney? <laughs> 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 All right, now you could it. be thinking of the Apple Dumpling Gang. They had a car with Don Knotts. I don't think it flew. <laughs> Dreamfinder. There you go. I found another thing. Oh, what if we had the, figment? The big Just like trying really hard to fly over the castle. There you go. Aww. <laughs> well, Dreamfinder has that like contraption thing. Like, what was that thing called? Yeah, like a big old contraption thing. Yeah, uh, Dream it had a machine a jigger. I don't know. Uh, regardless of Something what it was called, another. I'm sure there would be some kind of beef. Yeah, with, that like, thing. Disney World people because Figment and like Dreamfinder have like nothing to do with Disneyland. So, I mean. Uh, it is what it is. Caddy. Uh, the Dreamfinder, the Dreamfinder thing is called the Dreammobile. Ah, that's what it's called. So very yes. original. There we go. Dreammobile. All right. Well, now I want to toss it out to the listeners. If there's any yeah, vehicle that. or character that you would like to see, and Disney came to you and they were like, "Hey, you're making the choice of what the next character." that's going to fly over the castle in the next fireworks show, who would it be? Join the conversation over on Discord. We'd love for you to join the community. Joining us over on Discord is super easy. Just head on over to podcasters.com slash links. There you will find uh, some of the most common links that uh, we get questions about. Uh, but the invite to join us on Discord is also there. Um, plus, there's all sorts of other stuff that we end up talking about there as well. I think you will enjoy your time over and you know they can have us. a conversation over there but if they're an fgp member they can have a special section they can i think this is a good time to thank thank those those sweet old cool cats and you know kittens. what that's a great idea andrew let's take a moment to thank the members of the fgp squad what is the fgp squad well they are our podcast fairy godparents and it's their support via patreon that help make these episodes of podcasters possible if you want more info on how you can become part of the fgp squad family you can head on over to podcasters.com fgp for more information there you will find a list of some of our top contributors some information on the fgp squad and a link to our patreon 
If you have any questions on how you can become part of the FTP Squad family, you uh, please feel free to reach out to us on any of our social networks, including Facebook or Instagram, uh, or you can join us on Discord and ask us there. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FTP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like access to our happy hour calls. You get additional content that we occasionally post on Patreon. You also get discount codes for Podcasters gear. You're a part of random giveaways at times. Plus, over on Discord, you do have a special section specifically for the FGP squad. So, again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Uh, but we just want to send a huge thank you to the FGP squad for their continued support. And FGP squad, our next call for happy hour is scheduled for December 17th. More information is going to be coming on Discord and on Patreon. So keep an eye out for that. December 17th. Uh, we hope to see you there. It's been a while since we've had an opportunity to get together and we miss you and hope to see you on this call. Oh, at wheel time. Aha! I was not zoning out. <laughs> it's time to spin the wheel. You know, I don't pay attention. I just I just wait for you to say thank you for your support and then I pay attention. And then again. I threw it it's all like a off trigger word. By I could... mentioning the call, right? <laughs> and then I could I could just Aww. sit there and zone out and then wait for that. I'm like, aha, okay, we're starting again. Anyway, wheel. I spun it really hard this time. That's all folks. And it says, I forgot how to read. Megan. It Megan. says, Megan. Hey, Megan. Thank you for being FGP. It was upside down. That's the problem. <laughs> I wrote it backwards. Um, so thank you, Megan, for being an FGP member. Uh, cool cat, cool kitten, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You're real cool. Um, like, uh, like, let's see, what's cool? Like a, like a nice uh, fudge sickle on a hot summer day that's megan can uh, we do creamsicle like a because like i like yeah. orange creamsicle so i mean can we just like 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 know, like a nice cold any kind of sickle that is your preferred sickle that is what megan all right is. fair enough just cool <laughs> on a hot day your favorite sickle nice whether it's a icicle or a uh, uh, like or one of those sickles sickle. that you use to cut down, yeah, or those like the thing that the Grim Reaper has. Sometimes those are called a sickle. Um, yeah, but why would you even throw that in if we're dealing with orange cream sickle? Oh, wait. well, maybe you want to cut it to share it with a friend, right? Sure. Or um, okay, yeah, what a bicycle. Oh, a bicycle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, tricycle. <laughs> You know what? Quadsicle. Oh, those are fun. Hey, unicycle. They don't say it like that. <laughs> unicycle. Anyway, <laughs> unicycle. Anyway, uh, off the sickle topic, thank you, Megan, for supporting us on the FGP and all the other FGP members. Uh, thank you. Um, go ride a bicycle while eating a popsicle. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Unicycle. All right. Uh, let's continue our journey through the parks a little bit. Uh, because the news that the Indiana Jones attraction was going to be closing down for refurbishment, it came up, it was kind of curious to me how it came up uh, so soon after, like, 
the trailer for the new Indiana Jones film came mm-hmm. out. So it's kind of a multi-part question for both of you as the resident Indiana Jones fans. But one, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on the trailer. Two, uh-huh. do you think that the refurb is going to incorporate anything from the film or do you think it's similar to all the other refurbs that we've seen uh or what would you like to see happen (laughs) as part of this refurb it's funny how you question it excuse me um okay so first off trailer much more exciting than four and i love it because it recaps everything in the original trilogy i guess i'm gonna say it like that so we get hints of all three films into this to kind of give i felt like indy's last hurrah his last adventure like we're gonna cap it all off this is gonna be it and to see a familiar face already is like Yay, we get to see his friend come up again. We get to see Sala, so that is exciting. Um, with the attraction, do I think anything's going to happen? No. Nothing major? I don't... I, I would be happy if anything gets brought back to working conditions, if that makes sense. Um... I would say that if they were to go into refurb a little bit longer, maybe I'd be excited about, okay, something new is going to happen or they may add something. I mean, who knows? I I may be wrong too. So if they do, cool. But we've been down this path of refurb. Eh, it only works for a week. That's it. (laughs) So Sometimes it doesn't even work when it comes back up. (laughs) True. That's why I'm not holding my breath on that. <laughs> yeah, I would um I would love to just yeah, it be in, in in all the show scenes function. Not even not even all the show scenes that it originally had, just the ones that make the story make sense, like just make the tunnel work and like that's the only thing that that's the biggest thing, the tunnel. Tunnel doesn't work. Sometimes a snake doesn't work. Uh but most of the time, everything else works pretty pretty reliably because they've cut the doors, so it's just projection. So that that works pretty reliably. Sometimes the the first indie animatronic isn't so hot. Um, the bug projections half the time work or not with the headlights, but those are a new addition. So yeah, just just make the make the the tunnel work and the ball work and the you know fire work and you know. Do, would it be cool if they brought the the falling ice stuff back? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Would it be cool if they put that big like smoke ring shooty thingy in like the other one has? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But as long as like it works, oh, and bring back while you're at it, bring back <laughs> the 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 um, eye on the globe parts of the yes. video, please. Yes, the safety spiel. At, yes. le- at least the full solace spiel is back, but the eye on the globe stuff's not back yet. Yeah. Um, so bring that back. Uh, pl- why Why don't you? Um, so, yeah, I don't think anything major is going to happen. I do think that it's just kind of to tie into the movie. Like, well, let's get it working since the movie is coming out in the summer. We should probably have this ride at least mostly working um 
you know, who knows? Maybe they'll do some weird promotional tie-in stuff with either, you know, social media, videos, something like that, uh, with either that and or the Stunt Spectacular at Walt Disney World. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to see. That's like my favorite catchphrase. Interesting to see. Only time will tell <laughs> that I say those all the time. But that is <laughs> the truth. Most of the thing. Yes, I say the yes, it is true. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it'd be cool if there is some tie into this film. I be- I'm sure they're hesitant to do that because of the reception of four. Um, so they don't want to like jump the gun too much if the the reception is not that great. Be- because four made a lot of money when it first came out and then it got like a bad rap afterwards. Like it still did very well in theaters. So it was not a flop. It was just like a, like reception flop. So this could do the same way It's Indiana Jones. It's been friggin' what? 12. Was it 10 years? 11 years? No, no, it's, it's been like a while. Two, no, no. It's been 14. I was still in high school when the other one was, uh, came out so anyway not terribly important but yes i am young compared to everybody else uh listening there you go i'm <laughs> you can guess my age kind of uh anyway um i the baby um anyways the trailer uh sala is there my man sala uh so he's back everybody well everybody i say everybody andrew was hoping sala would be back and sala's back um you can't really the rest of the the rest of the favorites have uh, all sadly uh, uh, are no longer of the mortal coil. Uh, so they could not be in this film. Um, I don't know. Do we know is. Um, uh, oh, what's her face? Marion. <laughs> uh, Marion. She's not in it. I don't think Mar- we have no word. Marion was in four. So I don't know. Um, so I'm excited. The trailer looks great. Uh, you know, this, this, uh, what do we say? The de-aging of, of Harrison Ford is quite interesting. It looks very good in these two shots that are in the trailer. Um, so if this is where this stuff is heading, uh, that's fantastic. Um, I'm curious to know if, it was all Harrison Ford acting and they just de-aged him or if they had a body double and they planted the face on, oh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, but I'm excited. It's, it's takes place, you know, in New York a bit and something to do with space, I believe. Um, so we will see my favorite catchphrase. We will see. I should get that on a shirt. We'll make a shirt for um, you. But yeah, I'm very excited for for any Indiana Jones stuff that will come out of this. And I hope the movie is good because I want to like We'll make it. a We Shall See shirt and we'll make a Only Time Will Tell shirt. We shall see. Only Time Will <laughs> Tell. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it looks exciting. I'm happy. Uh, it looks like they are slightly trying to separate themselves from four. It it looks, it it doesn't yep. completely. F- I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to see the film to see if they reference it. Like, I feel like every Indiana Jones movie has built on a previous one, but this one feels like almost like they're trying to erase four from even happening. Uh, so, 
I guess once we watch it, we'll have a better understanding of it. Uh, as far as the attraction is concerned, you're right. As long as it functions more than a week and I get to enjoy some of that cool new stuff because every time that's happened, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to get a chance to see it. And by the time I go see it, it's all broken again. So <laughs> yeah. I don't I th- I don't think I've ever seen it fully functioning uh, and I, it's just something I've always wanted to do. But hey, maybe they're gonna add a Sala animatronic now. Maybe that's why they're I closing want, it down. I've, I've been begging for a Sala animatronic. <laughs> right, right in that dark hallway, Sala just pops out of the door. Like, hey, keep going that way. Like, right? Oh, uh, Sala. Confirmed. Ah, man, Sala. To... <laughs> Sala the series uh, on Disney Plus. Young Sala. We've talked about this. So uh, I want to flip a little bit. Since you said that four actually did really well, you know, let's talk about a film that hasn't done very well for Disney. I want to pivot away from Indiana Jones. Let's talk about Strange World for a second. Uh, I don't want to get into a huge conversation about it, but we did talk about how it felt like Disney wasn't really promoting it. And uh, you have some numbers, don't you, Andrew, as far as how well or how not well how, it's been uh, doing? How, how well, is, uh, well is the <laughs> word here? Um, yeah, Strange World, uh, took a big old stinky, uh, plop there on the box office. Um, that's for the minivans, kids there. Um, 25 million domestic, uh, worldwide total 43. Um, it's been, the speculation budgets is somewhere between 140 and 180 million, uh for the budget that they spent um so a uh, lost leader here with strange world um i was going through some of the the different markets that it's in you know romania portugal united kingdom mexico mexico made 1.3 million uh strange world did australia uh 885,000 um, let's see, India, a country with 1.3 billion people, uh, it made a total of $46,690 in, in the biggest country in the world. Uh, so Whoa. that tells you some stuff, I guess. I don't think it tells you the quality of the movie per se. I think it tells you the marketing of this movie. Um, the scores on Rotten Tomatoes seem to have settled it's not rated fresh because that's like over a certain percentage. It's got 74% from critics, 66 audience. So it's kind of evened out. That's where it was sitting. It was going up and down when we were looking at it before, but it seems to have uh, settled around there, which is fairly good. It's, it's low for a Disney feature animated film. Uh, probably the lowest I'd have to look through everything. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Is do they got Rotten Tomatoes for Home on the Range? Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> numbers are in. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. But uh, yeah, I, I still haven't seen it, and I I want to see it. I think it's the from what I can tell, it seems to be a good movie. But they've done a horrible job of making me want to see this movie, and it's cur- It's like interesting to know if that was the intent or not. I mean, there's a lot of speculation as far as why the film did poorly. The biggest piece of conversation that's coming out of it is, you know, part of the reason that 
Lightyear wasn't shown in certain parts of the world was because of the LGBTQ characters that were in the film. And the speculation for Strange World is pretty much the same thing, that because there is uh, an LGBTQ character in it, that they decided to kind of just bury it the way that they did Lightyear. Uh, it's hard to say whether or not that's the case, uh, but from people that have seen the film so far, I've heard pretty good things. I haven't heard that it's like the greatest film that Disney has ever you know, made out of any of them, but the conversations around it are basically that the film isn't bad. The film is actually pretty good, and it shouldn't have made that type of money. It should have made much more had there been more marketing behind the film. So that's really disappointing to hear. Uh, I mean, at these numbers, I think we talked about how it was possibly going to be on Disney Plus by mid to end of December. Well, we're in December now, and so I don't think it's going to be December. It'll probably be January unless we get some kind of surprise saying, hey, you know, it's going to be on Disney Plus for Christmas or whatever. But it's sad. Uh, this, I mean, from what I've seen so far, it does look like a film that I would enjoy. Again, it there's pieces of it that remind me of Treasure Planet, and I feel like it's getting the exact same treatment. So if that's the case, it's really disappointing. But regardless of whether I see it, you know, I'll pr we'll probably go to a drive-in if we do end up watching it. But if we end up watching it there, we end up watching it on Disney Plus. You know, maybe it'll just develop some kind of following later on. But yeah, it's sad to know that it. Yeah. it I mean, it costs like somewhere between like a hundred and forty and a hundred and eighty million to make, and it's not even breaking even. That's the horrible part. Yeah, definitely. I so I did look up. I'm trying to see, like, compared to stuff. So Atlantis has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 54%. Oh. Uh, the Let's see. Treasure Planet. It, it it sits right around Treasure Planet, which has 69% from from critics and 72% audience. So it's right around, uh, rating-wise, it's a little higher than Treasure Planet, or right around the same as Treasure Planet. Um, and then other films I looked up was... Home on the Range, a fifty-two percent with critics and a twenty-nine percent <laughs> audience score. Um, wow. uh, I also looked up uh, everyone's favorite. Where did it go? I looked up Chicken Little, but that's not coming up anymore. So it was also bad. Chicken Little and Brother Bear were also bad. Um, so yeah, still better than those. So I mean that if if you liked, it seems like if you liked Treasure Planet and you liked Atlantis. Or you know, thought those were good quality movies. This seems to be at par with those, at least. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> like I said, regardless of where we end up watching it, I'm, you know, there's a part of me that's excited to watch it. So uh, I'll report back whenever I do get a chance to watch it, and uh, you know, we'll revisit this talk. I hope it's not as bad as the fifty-four percent, but I, I think. I think I'm a little more open to films than what those scores tend to give it. I've been yeah, accused of just liking really bad movies, but I mean, the truth is if a film connects with you, it's not 
like it's not bad, right? Everybody connects with things in different ways. And so if you happen to like something that other people don't like, don't let that, you know, change how you feel about it or change how you feel about other products that are similar. Like, like what you like, you know, just that I think that's what we're going to get out of this, that regardless of how you feel about it, if you liked the thing, you liked it. Just it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Unless it's home on the range. Unless it's home on the range or home sweet home alone. Those are just unacceptable. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks. Oh, I don't know. Agent Cody Banks had some pretty fun parts to it. This was just on the you may like when I was on the chicken little pitch. <laughs> All right. Well, it's pretty sad, but uh, let's transition to our uh, transition to our final topic of the podcast, which is Disney Dreamlight Valley. We've of been talking a lot about the big update that was coming. One of the last free updates I think we're going to get from Disney Dreamlight Valley. Again, in all of the promotional stuff, they've been really pushing the one of the free updates for the game. So it looks like we are going to be charged for uh, future doors, future biomes, future characters. I don't know about that. That's my speculation. I think there will be a nominal fee uh, in order to open up new things. Maybe people that adopted the game pretty early on might get a handful of free ones or we might get a discount or something. But at some point, I think we're going to get charged for those things. And, you know, as long as it's not some exuberant amount, I'm okay with it. Um, So uh, there's a, a ton of new content. And a lot of patches that came to the game. I was reading through the patch and update notes that they released. The new update is called the Missions in Uncharted Space. We speculated what it could possibly mean, whether or not we were going to see, you know, Skull Rock open up and possibly bringing Peter Pan in. There was already talk of Toy Story being added there is a new door in the castle that's got one of the aliens on the door. It's right next to Elsa's door. Uh, costs you 7,000 Dreamlight to open it. I have not opened it yet. I did get an opportunity to play a little bit. I'm on a Switch, and the very first thing I want to say about this update is, wow, the game is so much smoother. Was that your experience going into this update? Pretty much, Um that and I have not experienced a crash yet, which is huge because if you were to play like maybe more than an hour or even 30 minutes, like you would see the black screen of death <laughs> and be like, mm-hmm. you can't play. Try again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so much smoother. You're practically running now which is great you're not just jogging very slowly to the next (laughs) land or whatever (laughs) but yeah it's the gameplay itself is actually much smoother than what it was before so this is a really good update except for some little things but it's good um yeah i i the, the biggest thing i noticed other than the stuff i already mentioned was the the time between like leaving a building and being outside or leaving like leaving the realm. So I went in the toy story realm and, you know, came back and it was like almost immediate. I was back mm-hmm. in the castle. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm usually like, I've, it's such in the habit of like, I'll click it and then I'll like 
put it down and look at my phone for a second while <laughs> while it's taking its time to go out and that doesn't happen anymore on the switch um i don't know you know we all play on a switch so i'm not sure how it is on xbox and pc and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it is definitely a big improvement they've they've really done the work and made it uh much smoother for the switch yeah that has been one of the bottlenecks i think of people enjoying the game to its full potential that one it crashed all this especially if you were on a switch right i think pc and some of the consoles had better experiences than the switch did but one thing that i noticed is you know i've talked about the thousand pumpkins that i have planted uh, throughout my valley and i have never been able to uh, harvest all thousand without the game crashing at some point, it always crashes during the harvesting of these pumpkins. So they made a couple of modifications to the game that are supposed to help with that. Like people with large gardens, it's supposed to do better at maintaining those large gardens. So I'm going to have to report back on that one because when I played, my pumpkins were at a stage where I had to do the second watering and wait the two hours before they finally uh, actually sprouted. Once I have an opportunity to harvest all of those, I'll let you know if it crashed. But yeah, I've never been able to get through harvesting all thousand without it crashing on me. That's one. Second, the watering of the pumpkins went super fast this time compared to what it's been before. Every time I would water, there was a three to four second delay before you could do the next watering. This one, immediately after like doing the watering, as soon as the animation happened, you were able to do the next one. The other thing that, uh, this one I had read, uh, I had read something on Reddit where depending on whether you selected a male or female character, uh, the female character was slower at all, a lot of the actions than the male characters were. So, for instance, if you were watering, if you were planting, if you were harvesting, the animation would take longer if you had the female version of the character inside of the game. And so uh, I had tested this before uh, updating the game. And I don't know if you know this, but if you go into where you can change the clothes and everything of the character, if you change the body type, you can change your character to one or the other oh, and it doesn't affect your game like it you could just change it and that way you know you could play as whatever you want your, your name remains the same but the character will change from one to the other and so before i did the update i purposely changed my character and it did the three to four second delay animation that it took for my character to do all those things was at least six seconds with the other with the alternate version of my character so it was definitely slower there seemed to be like an additional animation that happened the way that like the the character would sweep her leg you know to to make it look like proper like she's bending down to harvest Mm -hmm. and do that type of stuff so the additional animation could have played into it uh but it wasn't much different than my regular character was uh, I changed the character again after the update, and they're on par with each other now. 
They both run at the exact same speed. They both harvest, they both plant, they both water. So regardless of what body type you select or you know what features you have, they both just work now. They're they're like one isn't nerfed over the other one anymore, which is cool. Um uh Christoph's cart has some additional stuff now. We're going to start seeing like iron ingots, gold ingots and stuff like that. One thing I did notice when when attempting to purchase from Christoph's cart is prior to the update, you could buy like 99 of the whatever he sold, like the snowballs, the you know, the rocks, the fabric, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that it's sad that I didn't buy an entire chest full of all that stuff because now you're limited to what he's selling on a daily basis. If he's got fabric, you can only buy like three of those and then it disappears and then you can't buy it again until the next day. If he's got like gold ingots, you can buy up to three and then it goes away. Similar to like the the plants or the fruits and the vegetables that goofy sells on the carts where you can only buy like 10 of the pre-grown ones and then they go away till the next day Kristoff's cart is now similar where you can buy more things than there used to be but they're limited to anywhere from three to ten on a daily basis per item which i guess is fair um I'm not too concerned about that one. Uh, a lot of the stuff was like rocks and hardwood and like sand. So a lot of that stuff is pretty easy to come by. The The iron ingots, gold ingots, having a limit of three, I think, does give you an incentive to play on multiple days. And it, I think it will prolong gameplay for a lot of people because having the 99 of everything on the single day can help you get through a lot of stuff super quickly. So putting a limit on those purchases, I think is really a really good choice. There's uh, some other things like being able to toggle night and day just so that you can enjoy the sunsets and sunrises. It doesn't affect your gameplay, but that's something that you can toggle. The, um, there's a new star path to celebrate the holidays and along with the star path came a lot of new items, including like food, like gingerbread houses, um, Mickey cookies, like the ones that they sell in the parks. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Disney account, the Disneyland account or the Disney parks account, I believe, posted a photo of the cookies that inspired the ones inside of Dreamlight Valley and like oh. the, the, the Mickey cookies. You can make these are like the Mickey uh, gingerbread cookie. Uh, it's a Mickey head. It's like the sugar oh, cookie Mickey version. Cookie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's something you can make inside of the game now. Uh, again, the gingerbread houses. You can make hot cocoa. You can make boba, like boba drinks, okay. uh, fruit cake, uh, Yule logs, Wonderland cookies, uh, a couple of ice creams. They have uh, new things that you can craft, including a tree of holiday cheer. Uh, so there's a lot of festive things in there now, like a holiday fest plate and cutlery, uh, a festive chair, uh, gifts. Uh, they have several gifts, like an, a delicious gift, a naughty gift, a shiny gift, a handcrafted gift. So there's a, a ton of stuff that you can do with that as well. 
And uh, it looks like they also added a new gem. Onyx is now a gem that you can mine, I believe, inside of the Vitalis cave. And right when you start off, uh, it's one of the new ingredients in four new potions that Merlin has made available to you, which I think is pretty cool. Mel, have you used the four potions yet? I haven't used all of them. I've used one, and I used the um, the one for the pickaxe. Um, and that one was really cool because usually you don't get, like, crystals over at the plaza. And I was able to get, like, three both times. I mean, I did it twice. I, I don't remember. But I just remember getting multiple gems. So it's really, really cool. I haven't tried the other ones nice. yet. But, um... It's cool that you could craft those potions. I mean, granted, it'll take a while, but it's cool that you could go back and do that again. So, mm -hmm. Just think about how many pumpkins you can get. It, Extra well, pumpkins. Kind of. So kind there's of. a catch to all of these potions, right? Like one of the uh -huh. new items, uh, obviously the onyx is one that you can use for the mining. For the fishing version of the potion, for your fishing rod, you, you have to use the new red algae, uh, which wasn't available before. Each one of these is limited to a specific amount of times that you can use it. Uh, I believe it's anywhere from 3 to 10 for each one. I don't remember the exact numbers, but you can only use it 10 times. And I've used these potions before. Uh, because you get it as part of the scar quest. You get it because, um, oh man, I don't want to ruin the scar thing, but there's a there's there's a task in the scar quest that requires you to use this potion to grow something, and it it becomes part of something that you can craft. And both versions, like there's like a standard version and an even more like extreme version of it. I forgot what that one's called. And so for each of these, Merlin starts you off with the standard version of all of them. If you check the DIY recipes, it looks like we're going to get like the extreme version of each one of those as well at some point. We just don't have the recipes yet. Or you haven't crafted uh. them, so they don't show up for you. The extreme version requires like twice as many of whatever you needed for the original ones. Yeah, because Merlin says, like, hey, you know, maybe you discover, you know, try something new, you know, just make something up. So it seems like you can just the what I took from him saying that is like where you can like in the kitchen, you can just cook like, let you know, you can just look up a recipe, but you could just like combine a bunch of stuff and figure out what and then that makes a new recipe. I'm I'm wondering if you can just combine a bunch of, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a thing, but he's like. He says something about try it yourself or I don't remember the exact wording, but making it seem like yeah. there th you can figure out what the those versions will be if you if you, you know, keep adding a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, it's probably just adding more of the same things. If yeah. you take a look at the wondrous growth potion or whatever it's called, um, it's just kind of the same items with like one additional, but more of the others. So. If you experiment, it, that's the problem with this, right? That some of the things that it requires require a lot of, like the onyx. Like you have to mine a lot of that. There's a lot of dream light also associated with mm -hmm. making these. And so when I used, uh, I tested one of them 
with the pumpkins. And so I watered like two sections and it immediately, my, my watering can immediately stopped glowing after watering a couple of times. And I thought to myself, but it says 10 uses. It's not 10 waterings, it's 10 pumpkins. 10 pumpkins. Yeah. Gotcha. And so these, I think, are going to be exactly the same thing. It, it has nothing to do with using it five times. It's, well, I guess in the, in the, uh, when it comes to the fishing rod, I guess that is the case, right? Because you're using it buy to catch fish. fish or whatever. But uh, for anything that you're harvesting, it's just keep in mind that it's 10 of those items. It's not using it 10 actual times. Uh, let's see. So new items. Uh, Scrooge's window finally had a new item for me after going <laughs> weeks without anything in the window. I thought that was kind of cool. They fixed a lot of the issues with some of the characters. They finally added Minnie and uh, there was another character that didn't have a, a stage 10 gift and quest. Uh, but Minnie was one of them. Oh, and Wally. You can finally complete their level 10 friendship quests. So those um, had issues before. Uh, you can hang out with Ariel now, which was something that you couldn't do before. They added the ability to unlock an entire star path without uh, progressing through it. You can, like, there's a few options to use additional moonstones to open those. They added socks to the, the clothing <laughs> options. Like, now you can wear socks if you want. Uh, they they promised a lot more stuff is going to be unlocked in the game, but I think a lot of it is also that people are going to be figuring it out as they play. Uh, they've added the ability to do things like turning off the lights when you leave a room. You can light certain fireplaces and turn them off so that they're not always on. Uh, they've added... I had oh, to go turn all my street lamps on because they were all off. <laughs> nice. Like, I can turn them on and off. Like Nice. Uh, one thing that you mentioned, Mel, in our text thread was about the hardwood or just collecting yeah. wood in general. So they've they've improved the distribution across all the biomes. So now the spawn rates are are going to happen less frequently, but it's going to be more consistent with what should appear in that biome. Uh, so like darkwood, for instance, will appear more frequently as it should in you know, the the forest, um, uh, what is it called? Um, forest of Valor? The spooky, no. burny, f green fireplace. Forgotten the, Lands? In the Forgotten Lands, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been uh, a really great addition as well. Switching between the menus, you know, you talked about leaving the Toy Story realm in between rooms and just switch, like going from one room to the other loads super yeah. fast now. Uh, going into the menu to just like go through your items to store it or drop it or whatever, going into the furniture mode, going into any like menu related stuff is just so much snappier than it used to be. So I know we got to a point where we had a lot of frustration and we said we don't recommend the game right now because it's got a lot of bugs it's got, you know, a lot of frustration. It crashes all the time. I only played a, about 45 minutes 
But again, I I didn't do a lot of the stuff that I normally do. Like I didn't harvest my pumpkins, so I haven't played a full hour to notice whether or not it crashes. But so far, it looks super promising. It I it just it's such a better experience now if you're on a Switch that you know once I play uh, by the by the next episode I'll be able to give another update I think uh, the three of us had the same frustration so we can all just compare notes Definitely. on the next episode but yeah. uh, I I want to say that if things continue at this rate I, I can finally feel comfortable telling people again yes get the early access and start playing you know just in case they do start charging for stuff and early access adopters somehow get a discount or whatever going into the actual release of the game uh, in a few months. I, I believe it's in March 2023. So um, any any other notes, any other comments, thoughts or experiences with this new version of the game that you guys want to share? Um, <laughs> don't freak out when you see the Moana um the quest where you have to hang out with her for an hour and this is for the um the new events it says to hang out for with her for an hour for me i honestly thought zero out of 60 i thought this was 60 hours i was like i can't do this oh. 60 minutes <laughs> yes <laughs> don't freak out <laughs> and it goes by pretty fast so yeah don't don't be like me <laughs> Uh, yeah, keep an eye out on the beaches for, for socks or something. There's some, some, some weird things hanging out on beaches on the beach. Supposedly that'll be, uh, leading to some fun stuff. Um, yes. I was able to open up the, uh, I did, I went to the Toy Story realm. I welcomed both Buzz and Woody. Um, that was, and I did that in like 30 minutes of starting the game oh okay so it was like that's really e that's the first thing i did i was like oh, i'm just gonna go here what's new go to the go to the uh castle do this real quick and both their houses are there um i don't understand i mean i get it but i don't understand uh buzz's uh home of choice is an rv um <laughs> so you know yeah. buzz, buzz's famous rv that he uh drives around traveled the u.s um, with yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all 50 states, he flew it to Hawaii. Um, it was the inspiration but, for a movie he made called Cars. Oh, not the movie RV with Robin Williams. The movie. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Woody has a carousel that's like, Scrooge tells you it's dilapidated and it'll need to be uh, upgraded eventually, but you don't have that option right away. Um, so that's oh, interesting. interesting as well. Yeah, it's not like the like goofy stalls where it's just like upgrade, 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 upgrade. It was well, bring it and then you're gonna do it later. Um, so the RV I get, it's like the RV from Toy Story Four, but still, I don't get. I Buzz should have a space house anyway. That's yeah, that's what I did. I, I played for like a half an hour a this rocket. morning. Yeah, the cardboard yeah. rocket from the first movie. The box. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, a box. I would even settle for a crane machine with all of the aliens. Yeah. Maybe maybe that'll come as like something we can buy from Scrooge because that would be fun. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, that's I I played very shortly this morning. I updated it and did that real quick, but gotta get back to it. Very cool. Well, like I said, we'll 
we'll talk about it next week and we'll give updates on whether or not we've seen any crashes. But so far, a lot of the bug fixes that seem to have come into the game for Ursula, a lot of the quest issues that people were having, uh, a lot of the switch lag that was happening seem to have been really well optimized. And, you know, I have to hand it to the Disney Dreamlight Valley team on this because there was a lot of the things that ended up happening in this update uh, as far as like switching clothes for characters and some of the new options that we're seeing. Those were all community driven. Like those were all things that people voted on. They would put stuff on Twitter. I think they have their own discord, all sorts of stuff. And a lot of that came from the community, you know? So the fact that They've been really listening and they've been really implementing fixes and they've been granted that some of the Switch users got super frustrated that it took them so long <laughs> to fix some of the stuff on Switch. They've they've done a really good job of listening to the things people were complaining about, the things people were frustrated with. If this continues past the like the full release of the game, this game I feel is going to be popular for a really long time. You know, one of the biggest problems that happened with animal crossing is that it was super fun. There was a lot of updates, but at the one year ish mark, the only big update that came to that game was the happy home Academy. If you had a switch online subscription, or you decided to pay for the like the DLC to extend the game to give you some more gameplay out of it. But after that, they said, this is it. There's no more updates. The game is what the game is at this point. And unless you're like hardcore about your villagers and repeating the same things over and over without any new additional things, that's part of the reason I think why a lot of people have moved away from playing you know, Animal Crossing at this point, or Animal Crossing's New Horizons. This game has a lot of, there's a lot of repetition in this game as well, but it's all going towards the star paths or they're going towards new quests and they're going towards new characters. And I think they've learned a little bit from the fact that when the game first launched, a lot of these things were so easy to get through that people were burning through the quest within a week or so. And they, they were basically done with the game at that point. And there was nothing else to do other than farm and do like, that's where I landed, right? Like I finished pretty much everything in the game. I was like a few, uh, like a couple things away from finishing the scar quest and at that point, I just thought, I'm just going to farm pumpkins as many as possible. And then I gave myself that goal of making as many as possible because there was nothing else to do. I think they yeah. learned from that and they're implementing new mechanics into the game that will spread out the things that you need to do. Like the thing that you mentioned about the socks and something being special, it's specifically stated in the dialogue of the game, this thing only happens every few days which means that if you play today, you're probably not going to see it for another day or two. So you have to continue playing to look for what it's telling you to look for. That That's kind of exciting because it does allow you to prolong the gameplay on something like this. So, Yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap up, whether it's about the game or anything else that we talked about today? 
I want to go to bed. It's late. Hey, everybody listening, we're recording and it's late. It is late. So let's wrap it up. That's it. That's going to be it for this episode. If you have any comments, questions about anything that we talked about, uh, join us over on Discord. Again, podcasters.com slash uh, links. That's where you will find a link to our Discord server. We'd love to have you as part of the community. Uh, if you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer them. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.